0: This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not to be construed as an offer, solicitation, recommendation, or endorsement of any particular security, product, or service. For more information, visit assetbuilder.com. From the Asset Builder headquarters in Dallas, Texas, welcome to Keep It Simple, a show that discusses simple techniques and philosophies to help de stressify investors around the world. I'm your host, Jared Herzog, and welcome to the show.
1: All right, guys. Well, first of all, how's everyone today? Good. Doing, doing good. Everybody feeling good? Yeah. For those watching, uh, this is our first, I think, three-man three episode. Well, three-team episode, obviously. Is it? Uh, I thought my first one was... Did we publish that one, though? Didn't
0: we have some kind of like... Yeah, that's right. For everyone watching, this, this is our first three-person. For yeah. us, this is our second. <laughs> so we've
1: got we've got Joey Badinger, our fearless advisor, off-camera, uh, but he is here. He will be contributing. I'm sure, if you are watching, you might be wondering where the heck are we? Uh, our office around Christmas, our office building, not our office, but our office building uh, had some difficulties. There was some flooding with the freeze, a pipe burst, elevators are down, no power to the building. Um, So it's made it a little bit of an adventure for us for the beginning of the year. So we're we're being flexible, we adjusted. So um, we're in an undisclosed location uh, recording this episode. (laughs) Um, But we're excited. We're glad that we're, you know, it's cool that we have the ability to do this, that we have the technology and that it has gotten to a place where you know, Joey leads the clubhouse in knowledge with this stuff, but
0: you know it's <laughs> that's not his a very limited right? knowledge. But yeah,
1: well, but look at you. I mean, you got all this set up in relatively no time, right? So it's it's fun that we can do this and and keep going um, in spite of those challenges. Right. So looking forward to today's episode and what we're going to be talking about. I think it's going to be one of the more applicable episodes right. that we've done. Um, Janet, why don't you set us up for for what we're going to be discussing?
2: Well, we like to try to uh, address. Changes to the laws when we can because it's so important to to our business and to our clients to keep mm-hmm. up with, with this information. Uh, it will affect your taxes and your investments and all of that. So today we're going to talk about Secure 2.0. Yep. And uh, it's very timely and it's another reason we want to get our uh, studio set up so we could get this information out there so our listeners can be planning for the changes that will be happening this year and in the years to come with regards to uh, your retirement
1: yep so uh, and and just for some background so a lot of you may not know, but this is kind of a, an amendment or kind of an mm-hmm. add-on tweaks to an existing law that was passed. Um, I want to say 2018, uh, the original Secure Act bill, I might be wrong, but that original bill um, made a number of adjustments. So, if any any of you might remember, um, the RMD age was 70 and a half for many, many years. The original Secure Act pushed that to 72. And Secure Act 2.0, I, I think with, you know, kind of the the state of the economy that we ran into last year, I think this was one way that legislators were trying to ease the burden a little bit on, on at least this subset of consumers and retirees in general. So a lot of good things, a lot of, of things that I think you need to be aware of so that you can um, leverage you know, the these new kind of abilities that the government's giving us with this law. So right. we're going to try to walk through some of those, highlight them. One thing I will say, this is not a a complete list, right? There's a lot of, a lot of this law applies to the way businesses operate and particularly small businesses trying to make retirement benefits more accessible to Mm. even smaller businesses and easier to get into ultimately to benefit the employees of those businesses. Um, So we'll touch on some of that, but we're not going to get super deep on that. We're going to try to highlight the ones I think are relevant to individuals and people, you know, like our clients that we work with. But with that, Janet, start us off.
2: Well, I think it might be kind of cool to just uh might have an understanding of why the government keeps doing this. If you think back, 401k's really started in the 80s. Prior to the 80s, if you had a retirement plan outside of your social security, it was most likely a defined benefit or a pension plan, right? Mm-hmm. So 401k's came along, they weren't it was almost kind of a accidental thing I think that happened and uh, then when the IRS allowed employees to defer parts of their salary out of their paycheck, then companies started to realize this was much cheaper way for them to help their employees uh, establish a retirement account. Yeah. Um, so they sort of took off. And now this is the main investment vehicle for the majority of uh, Americans uh, saving out Side above and beyond Social Security, yep. which I did want to mention. I thought it was an interesting statistic. Um, Adam likes the statistics. I love them. About twenty five percent of American adults do not have retirement accounts, and of those saving, the median savings is about sixty five thousand, estimated to grow to about two hundred and fifty five by retirement. So that's not huge, and. No. The, Government sees that and they know that that's a real problem in our country. It's a real deficit. So this is their way of trying to make this easier for companies, easier for individuals to save more for their retirement. So
1: Yeah, I think they're trying to remove as many obstacles as they can so that people will start doing the right thing, right? Like show them the path, make it as easy to go down that path as possible so that they will get more into their retirement savings because that's a scary stat.
2: Yeah. 401ks are very regulated. So it made it very hard for small companies to be able to afford right. to establish them. So so they're removing those obstacles. And that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely a good thing. And I think it's really interesting. And um, I think a book that we're gonna talk about eventually is the psychology of money. And I just read a chapter similar to mm-hmm. this on this topic of like how young our country is at saving for retirement. Mm-hmm, right. In terms of like the uh, Money has been around since I I don't know Mm -hmm. when a long time, but Mm -hmm. retirement or like the concept Mm -hmm. of the 401k has only been around since you said, like, what the The 70s or the 80s, yeah. So it's, I mean, it we are a young country when it comes to figuring out how to do how do these things work in terms of relativity to how long money has been around. So, yeah, there's, I mean, there's just so much to learn still, Um, right? And and why probably that stat doesn't look so good is again, 50 years in the grand scheme of things is not that old,
1: no. I mean, we're still early on, right? And and I think. One of the maybe downsides is that because the 401k has become for Americans, the main way to save, if you don't have a job that provides a 401k, you don't save, right? right? Like that's almost a tendency. Oh, yeah. It's taken the onus because it is automatic, because that's what you hear. Everyone, you hear your parents talk about it, your grandparents or everybody else. If you're one of the ones that don't have it, it's kind of like, well, I guess that's just not something I'm going to do right now. Yeah. Right. As opposed to the, mm-hmm. the starting point being, okay, well, I've got to save. Right. And then figuring, okay, well, part of that for you might be four hundred and one k. For me, that might be stuff outside mm-hmm. of four hundred and one k. That's not that's not in the picture for me right now. So, um, I think it's a good thing. Ultimately, like with anything, you know, when legislation's passed, I think intent is always one thing. The outcome and the result is always another. Oh yeah, but I do think the intent behind this this bill is good, and, and I think it will benefit a lot of a lot of people. So. Where do you want to start, Jane? I mean, you're, you're well. The...
2: <laughs> I think we just start with a few of the the changes that uh, our listeners, as individuals, are going to need to know about right away. And the the biggest one, I think, for the majority of our listeners and certainly our clients and our retirees, are the RMD ages yep. going up. It's now seventy three. So guess what? If you turned seventy two this year, you don't have to take your RMD like you probably thought. That's right. Um, so you can wait till until next year to take that, and then in ten years they're actually moving it up to seventy five. So if you're uh, sixty four now, you can know that in ten years it's going to be um, eleven now for you, or sixty two or sixty three, whatever.
1: Anyway, and, and that's a big deal. If you don't work in this space or if you're not mm. at that age. This seems like a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I don't, I,
0: why why do I care? Yeah, like
1: that's not a headline. Great, like that's a some obscure you know IRS rule. But for for retirees, like RMDs are a big deal, and and how you manage those RMDs are a big deal. Mm-hmm. They can help, but they can also create tax liabilities. They can wow. be inconvenient. So having that option delayed, right? It it doesn't mean that you can't access your money if you don't need it. You can still take distributions well before 73, right? Or well before 75 starting Mm -hmm. in 2033. 59
2: and a half without a penalty.
1: Exactly. And that hasn't changed. It's more the idea that there's no one standing behind you saying you have to take it now until 73, right? Which is always better. It just widens the number of options you're going to have. So I think that's a good rule. And, And I would anticipate that Trend is going to continue. Life expectancies keep growing. I, I think this is going to become probably a normal thing that will happen every so often. They're going right. to have to keep readjusting this age further and further as we go. That's just my, right. my prediction, but we'll see. So
2: then I think the the other thing is the increased catch-up contributions. Um, so the government has changed that uh, to 7,500 if you're age 50 and
1: over. So... It, d- back up for a second. Define what a catch-up contribution is. Joey, why don't you walk us through what yeah, a catch-up yeah. contribution is?
0: So the normal contribution um, right now for someone that's under 50 years old uh, to an IRA or a 401k is, well, IRAs are different than 401ks, but uh, for, let's just use IRAs, because I know that number off the top of my head is uh, $6,000, right? And then if you're 50 year older, you can contribute the normal 6,000, but then you can also, as of right now, not secure 2.0, um, uh, you can contribute a, a, an extra thousand right. dollars per year. That's right, basically. Right. Um, but I think, I mean, I think right now it's a, with the Secure Two which actually is an effect. I shouldn't say right now because right now is Secure Two Point um, is fifteen hundred now, seventy five hundred. Is that what you said?
2: Yeah, that's for um, the four hundred and one k contributions oh, okay. or four hundred and three b the uh, defined benefit or contribution plans, right? So, uh, t- so this year the if you are over 50 years old, you can actually contribute $30,000 to your 401k. So that's a pretty good chunk of change. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can afford to, to take that defer that much out of your salary, then uh, it's a great opportunity to, to save. And one of the beautiful things with 401ks from the original SECURE Act is now it doesn't matter what your salary is, you can actually contribute to a Roth 401k yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the changes with the Secure Act 2.0 is if you do have a Roth account, 401k account, you were required to take a RMD from that, but uh, I think it might be next year. They're removing yep. that. Mm-hmm. So, so it'll be treated just like a Roth IRA and that you are, do not ever have to take a distribution mm-hmm. uh, from a Roth IRA as yep. the owner of it, but
1: uh. the idea of a catch-up contribution is is important, mm-hmm. um, especially when we reference again. I do like the stats. I like the stats because they're relevant. Twenty five percent of American adults don't have savings. Right. So this could be your sign, right? If you're listening right. to this, and you're one of those people. You have things at your disposal, right. you have an advantage, you can try to catch up. So again, I know it seems like, okay, we went from you know 6,500 or 7,000 to 7,500, what difference does that make? Just go online right now, Google a returns calculator mm-hmm. and put in $500 a year at 6% interest for the next 20 years. It's not nothing. Yeah. It is not nothing. It will make a difference.
0: And I know that we say 25% don't have uh, savings for retirement, right? Is that what yep. the, the status, that doesn't mean the rest, the other 75 have enough 250,000 a piece, right? Like right. that's, and, and that's just saying like, even those who do have savings, that also allows you to evaluate like, wait, I don't even, even though I do have savings, which is great, um, building up that discipline is, is a great thing. But like, if you don't have enough for it right now, or you don't think you have enough for it, then that contribution also helps there. So, yeah. yep.
2: you know, and I'm kind of, I'm at this stage in my life where I kind of think back and like, why is that? Why is this generation age 50 and at my generation uh, struggle so much in this area. And I think back to when I was growing up, my parents, dependent on Social Security, be it their retirement, or uh, a pension plan. Mm-hmm. You know, my father worked for a pretty large company and had a little stock pension plan thing. So that's what they counted
1: on. Yeah, and they had more of like a paycheck replacement.
2: Right, right. Type mindset. Right. And so they didn't, they were great at teaching us to spend wisely, but they weren't particularly great at teaching us to save wisely. So um, I think we are doing a better job of teaching the next generation that. But meanwhile, you've got this generation that's about to retire that didn't start as young as you guys hopefully have started uh, to save for your retirement. And so this catch up is very important to this generation.
1: I also would throw out there, because it's kind of in the same vein of the ketchup contribution, that the ketchup contributions are particular kind of reference, right? That is right. for ages 50 and above, specifically to an IRA. And that number is correct. It's going to 7,500 as of 2023. There's also a second kind of adjustment um, that's starting in 2025 that is also important. For anybody ages 60 to 63, again, starting in 2025, you will be able to make catch-up contributions of up to $10,000 annually to your workplace plan. Now, so that's nice, right? Whatever your, your 401k is, you can add $10,000 to that contribution for that span of time. That's kind of like a late in the game, final push. We got to get everything we can in there. And that's helpful. That's a that's significant amount of money. The other thing that's nice is that number is indexed to inflation. Right. So over time, and that's one of my biggest issues with these kind of contribution figures is they stay in place for 10 years. Why? I mean, mm-hmm. those numbers don't equal what they did 10 years ago. Right. So it, it, the impact they have mm-hmm. over time is being lessened. So right. that number being indexed to inflation, I think, is a very subtle mm-hmm. but a, a good move.
2: And they're going to start indexing the $1,000 catch-up for the IRA yep. as well, which yep. which is good.
1: I think it's a, a subtle but a, an important right. thing. Right, right. So let's go to – I think this is – Probably not as broadly applicable, but it's probably worth mentioning the matching for Roth accounts. Mm -hmm. Walk us through that because I know... So,
2: okay. Basically, right now, if you have a 401k and your employer does provide uh, a Roth option or your plan provides a Roth option, you can contribute to that, but your employer's match goes into a traditional uh, Roth account for you. But now they're going to allow the companies to make the match toward a Roth account instead of a traditional. And gosh, what a beautiful, massive, what a beautiful thing, because I think all of our listeners know this. But if they don't, a Roth account is with pre-tax dollars uh, of your own dollars when you contribute and then it grows tax free. So all the growth is tax-free. You don't even pay capital gains tax. Yep. Uh, so it's a beautiful savings vehicle. And for the company match to be able to go to that is great.
0: Did you say pre-tax or post-tax?
1: Pre-tax funded with well, I'm sorry, post-tax.
0: Yeah, it's post-tax. Okay, I was like, I was like, wait, what? Oh my gosh, completely tax-free. If you guys are not in a Roth with without pre-tax dollars, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's even better. Yeah, no, that's even better. But okay, Roth 401k. Yeah,
1: (laughs) now more than ever, I'm going to speculate here, and I I hope I'm wrong. I could be wrong. First and foremost, Roth accounts, I I personally think are the most important, the most valuable type of investment you can have for the reason that she just explained. And and I think it's just the simple concept of delayed gratification. If you can, now again, there's caveats, right? You want to look at your break-even and your time, all that stuff. But in general... If you're saving for retirement and you have to make a decision, do I go Roth? Do I go traditional? Do I go brokerage? Every account has its has its benefits, but in a vacuum, all things be equal, Roth is so, so, so valuable because it grows tax-free and it's such a nice, I mean, how much time do we spend with our clients managing taxes mm-hmm. throughout retirement? Roth is beautiful because it just eliminates that conversation, right? right? It, it, it it frees all that capital up to go to your life right. right and not have to go to the government. It's not as popular but it's going to be more important now more than ever because if I was a betting person which I'm not but if I was I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the future Roth loses its status. That that vehicle just in because general, the government sees how mm-hmm. the government yeah, yeah because right. it's it's such a revenue it's such a potential revenue generator that um, and, and really a it loses them revenue. Yeah. Right. People that really take advantage of it. And the problem is people that really take advantage of it are the high earners that can afford to do it.
0: But there is a there is an income limit on Roths, correct? Right. If you married now I are Roth not IRAs, on Roth 401ks. Roth 401ks. That's, yeah, what, okay. that's what changed. Okay. Right. Yeah. Which is which is great because if you have a Roth IRA, what the married filing joint is...
2: Like 129. Two, it's not that high. Yeah. It, it, yeah it's really not that high.
0: It's 144K, I think. for, yeah. for an individual because I looked at it recently because okay. um, it's like, I think it's 214,000 okay. 214, okay. married filing joint. So right.
1: Which excludes a
0: lot of people. Yeah, it does. Right? It does. So, so getting so. rid
1: of that limit for... Workplaces, and and I think doing that will make it that much more likely that workplaces are going to offer it yeah. first mm-hmm. and foremost. Because a lot of workplaces just don't offer it. We do. I'm mm-hmm. grateful that we do. Um, but just for anybody listening, reevaluate your your account set up like your account structure and try to allocate to roth as much as you can right i mean talk to your advisor about it talk to your cpa about it understand what you're doing but but educate yourself on it because it is so valuable and i love seeing that the government's trying Mm -hmm. to make this more broadly available
0: right if you don't mind, because Adam, I mean, when I was, when I first came here, I didn't really like, I was like, why, is, why is Roth so nice? Because we say all these tax deferred things and, and whatnot. It's not mm-hmm. taxed when you pull it out as income. Like why, when you, and you say the deferred gratification, explain the math behind that. Because sure. that really helps people, I think, yeah. and myself grip it more.
1: If you think about it this way, let's say you have a Roth IRA, right? And you have an option. I've got $5,000 to put into an account. Okay. I could put it into traditional IRA and there are benefits to doing that, right? If I put it in my traditional IRA, that $5,000 gets to come off my income for that year. So 2023, I put $5,000 in. Let's say I made a hundred. Now I get to say I made 95 and I save something there. And that money has real tangible value. I can do something with that tax saving. If I put that $5,000 into Roth, I have to report the full 100, right? I don't get to deduct that amount of savings from the Roth. Okay, so that's what you think about. $5,000 tax deduction. The Roth, though, you put that $5,000 in, right, which you should only really do if you're comfortable locking it away, right? Because if you're 30 today, you can't touch for at least 30 years. So you're you're setting it aside. But if you don't touch it, let's say that 5000 turns into 50. When you pull it out, let's say I pull out 50 in year one, the year I turn 59 and a half, I just got $50,000 of income for which I only had to pay taxes on 5,000 of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing. Mm
1: -hmm. Not to mention capital gains tax. So... I mean, that to me is pretty simple math, yeah. right? Would I rather pay taxes on $5,000 for $50,000 of income or save taxes on 5000 when I really am having to pay taxes on 95000 Like, it's but, just simple math.
2: And the other thing is uh, you put the 5000 in your traditional IRA account, and in 50 years, 50000 come, you take 50000 out, you're paying taxes on the whole amount. Every bit of it. Even right. the growth,
1: which, right. you know. So that's the counter, right? You save the tax on the $5,000 contribution, but now you're paying taxes on... The fifty thousand right. dollars coming out, right? So you're you're just delaying the bill, right? Right. That's all you're doing, um, and in my mind, and again. I know, please save the comments. There are definitely situations where Roth isn't the best, right? And and we could go through them, probably not the format for it. For those people for which it does make sense and where the math does work out, you should absolutely do it. Like find a way to do it and your future self will absolutely save you. Not to mention the benefits, and I know we're getting sidetracked here, but the benefits to your estate, right? Something I counsel a lot of my clients on. You're doing your estate such a favor by investing into Roth. And a lot of folks that have invested Monies, right? A lot of people at the higher income tax bracket that are overfunded for their retirement, that money's not going to affect them either. Like right. at, at the end of the day, they're not going to live on that portion of their money either. Might as well convert it, get it to Roth, and do your estate a big favor. So right. Roth's just an amazing thing. And I love that for once the government's doing something right. that does actually seem to be benefiting the everyman.
2: Let's look at uh, qualified charitable distribution.
1: That's a big one. All right. That's a big so one for a lot
2: of people. QCDs, it's a very another great. Tax savings tool for our retirees, especially those who have their favorite charities that they love to to give to. How that works? Uh, you can assign your RMD a portion of it and give it to a charity, and then you don't pay the taxes on it. It goes directly to the charity from your IRA account. So the government is is changing that up a little bit. It's they're allowing you to make uh, a broader contribution. In other words, you could make it to a charitable trust. They're opening that uh, door up for people. So that way you can set it up in a trust and then allow it to grow. Yeah. So So.
1: the idea of a, a QCD in general, right, is for a lot of people in retirement, they have charitable motives, like a lot of people do, uh-huh. right? I mean, there's a reason charitable organizations mm-hmm. are big in this country, and I think it's a great thing. So the government came along and said, okay, well, let's let's cut them a break. Let's mm-hmm. let's do kill two birds with one stone. We'll give investors, consumers, retirees, we'll give them a little bit of a tax break, and we'll incentivize good behavior. We'll incentivize donating money to people in need, right? Whether that's an organization or whatever. In years prior, you basically, you had to make that QCD to the entity, like to the end beneficiary. It, it had to go, if I want to give money to you know, Susan G. Komen, I had to write the check to Susan G. Komen and I would get the tax savings, but it was going straight to them. Basically what they've opened up, and they've opened up a couple of different vehicles that are, you know, probably don't want to get into today. But at the end of the day, they've opened up the ability to basically set this money aside for future QCDs in a charitable trust. Right. So you can still get the benefit of tax savings today. And as the owner of those assets, you are still cordoning off the money. It's not like you could work around and eventually dip back in and use that money for your own benefit. Right. You're setting aside that money into a specific type of entity mm-hmm. that is designed specifically to give that money away, but it doesn't have to be given away today, right? It can sit there and grow your state can give it away at your passing, whatever the case is. So it's just more flexibility yeah. for the investor, for the retiree, right. that I think's it's a good thing. Right. And hopefully, as a result of giving them more flexibility, it will incentivize more people to do it. It will incentivize more people to to give away some of their money. That's right. That's a good thing. That's right.
2: The government's usually very supportive of that. So that's a good thing.
1: Absolutely. So, Absolutely. if
2: they're going to give up some of your tax dollars, yeah. that's about Well,
1: and, and as an investor, right? I mean, a lot of folks do it just because they're generous and, you know, they want to do it. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be given money anyway, right, if you have RMDs, well, the most logical place would be start with your QCD then, mm-hmm. right? right? Like, you could give it out of cash, I suppose, but you might as well get the tax savings and Absolutely. you know, kill two birds with one stone. So, QCD is right. a really useful tool that, you know, should be leveraged by, by most people.
0: Yeah, and I don't think, I mean, like, even myself, I'd be... Something I, I I think it's an internal struggle of where it's like am I doing something morally incorrect so I can get a tax break and it's like no just take no. advantage of it you know no. like no if the opportunity is there take it i don't think there's anything wrong with you know yeah, i don't I know mean, that's just me thinking of like am i doing something wrong by taking advantage of a tool that's there for me now well, i don't think for so anybody all. that knows Joey that's not surprising because you're you're a sweetheart <laughs> of a <laughs> guy <laughs> i mean you're just
1: a nice person right so i think it's awesome but at the end of the day you could have spent that money on yeah. you know a boat you know, or whatever. So the fact that you're giving it away at all, yeah, I think that's is, that's, that's the root of the matter. So give yourself some credit, Joey. You're just being smart. Well, I'm just trying to relate to anyone out there that's like, <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, just, right. I, don't, I don't don't, feel bad for taking advantage yeah, of something absolutely. that's at your disposal. No,
1: it's there. It's there. All right. Well, here, here's the big
2: one, I think, is the one that uh, Secure Act 2.0, uh, the incentive the government is placing, or not an incentive, but requirement on small businesses their hope is that individuals will begin saving more if, uh, by doing this. So they're going to require all companies, 401ks, to automatically enroll their employees at uh, 3% deferral, 3% coming out of their salary uh, to that plan. Now, the employee can opt out, but their hope is that the employee won't opt out, that they'll just start saving and saving. And they don't see the money and they don't think about it. But then in 2025, they're going to start increasing that a percent a year. So it'll go up each year until it hits 10%. So again, it's a way of trying to train your employees or the individuals out there to, you start low and then you add to it. The Dave Ramsey method, right? It really is, Uh, right? Isn't that funny
1: (laughs) that it is the Dave Ramsey method and the government's like, that's, That's pretty good. (laughs) We're going to borrow that. (laughs) I mean, and it works. I mean, I did it. Mm -hmm. It works. I mean, you incrementally, it works the same way in reverse too, right? Like when you get those COLA adjustment raises, like I don't think anybody is sitting here going like, wow, what a difference. You know, you just kind of go, okay, like you're grateful for it and it's nice, but it's not like your your life changes overnight. The same law works in reverse, right? You just put a little bit more back and you kind of don't notice it because you're so close to living there already that... You just have a tendency to fall into it, and it's it's a brilliant thing. I mean, I agree with you. I think this is the most important. If we're, right. if we're trying to move the needle on that opening yeah. statistic and get more people in a better position for retirement, right. this is mm-hmm. going to have the mm-hmm. biggest impact. Oh, yeah. Doing things, it's the same reason we try to get people to set up automatic contributions on right. their accounts. If you're trying to save, it can't be something that you have to decide 12 times a year. It's got to be. be a decision you right. make one time, Right. And in this case, really no times, it's automatic enrollment, right? You're taking the decision making off of that person to where you're going to make the right decision because that's, that's what's required of you. Right. right? So I think it's right. a beautiful thing.
0: I think one of the best ways, like analogies I've ever heard it is like, if I have 10 MMs in my hand and someone asks for an MM, I am much more likely to share out of that 10. Right. Yeah. Versus if you're down to your last two or one. Yep. You're like, ah, (laughs) I'm going to hold on to that, right? I might need this. Yeah. Or like, I mean, that kid in school that had that uh, stick of gum, he's way more likely to share uh, when he has a full pack versus his last two sticks, you know? So uh, yeah, that's that's one of the best ways to think about it. And definitely, like you said, it's probably one of the best ways to get the the country as a whole to get into this mindset of Mm -hmm. saving and putting away cash for retirement and thinking of the future.
2: I think 10 employees is the most you can have and not have to set up a a 401k or right. a, a retirement plan. Right. So, um so they're really stretching this and trying to capture as many mm-hmm. Americans as they can, which which I love. I think it's a good thing for sure.
1: I did too, and I think it just means the need for education will increase. Right? You're going to have that many more people and become investors overnight. You're going to yeah. have that many more people that yeah. need to understand the difference between a target date fund and a non-target date fund right. and bonds and stocks and risk profiles. Absolutely. So the need They're to going be, to be
2: learning. Yeah,
1: the need to be educated, the need to make good decisions is going to be more important than ever. So I'm glad that we're doing this and um, did we want to talk about the student loan forgiveness? I, I know there's probably a follow-up episode to be done because I know after we
2: It's not really forgiveness as much as it is the IRS is going to allow companies to, if an employee is paying off their student loan debt, it's going to allow the companies to make a contribution to their plan as if they were contributing to it. So if you do a 3% match, that's my understanding of of this um, enhancement is that, uh, the company can put still put that three percent in your account as long as you're paying off your student debt.
1: Right. So they will allow you to reroute your contribution yeah. to your 401k to pay off debt, yeah. and the company can still match right. it. So
2: I thought that was kind of a cool one to pull out. And as Adam said earlier, there's a lot of other things to um, to this bill, but we tried to pull out the ones that we thought would be most. Um,
0: yep. And that one probably you know, applies to a younger. I mean, like for me, that's way more interesting, mm-hmm. right? Just graduating oh. with my MBA, I'm like. Well, sure. that's it. intriguing. Sure. I don't know if I'll yeah, we'll do yeah. it, but right. um I think that's for like the younger investors mm-hmm. necessarily the older ones, so.
1: I, and I, to be fair, like I I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I mean, the amount of debt because that's what school costs. Students weren't given the option of saying, well, school costs 10 times as much as it did 25 years ago, but, you know, You don't have to go to school anymore if you want to get the job. Like the requirements are all the same. Everyone still agrees to get the job that you want. You got to go to college. Okay, I got to go to college. Well, the cost went up 10x. Mm -hmm. You got to give them something somewhere, right? Right. And this is like the smallest token I think we could possibly throw them. But I think it's something nice that just acknowledges, hey, you have headwinds that the generation prior did not. Right. Mm -hmm. And we need to acknowledge that in some way, right? right? And there will be right. more conversations like that, i right. sure, over the coming years. Yeah, I, I think we've done a good job covering covering the highlights. Mm-hmm. Anybody listening to this, I would encourage you, like, don't just take our word for it. I mean, we are right in what we're saying. Except for the one or two times
2: there. <laughs> yeah. so. but,
1: but do talk to your advisor. Uh, if your advisor hasn't brought this up in conversations in your meetings with them, ask about it. Make sure they're aware of these changes. That they should be. I'm, I assume they would be, but make sure they're factoring in all these changes because it will, it will affect you in one way or another, maybe in some small ways, maybe in some big ways, but you don't know unless you check. So, make sure you go talk to your advisor about it. Make sure you're you're staying educated, staying up to date.
2: It'll take a little while for employers and, yep. and even I even called our 401k company the other day to see about the, yeah. the Roth uh, portion of of the company's match and yep. and they said, Yeah, we're we, we're not ready for it, but we're working on getting it all set up. So it's gonna take some time for all this to yep. be up and running as the CPAs and the administrators and all work through the details and yep. and they have to change, you know, their software programs and I don't all of envy that. All the so, that. Yeah, have to oh compliance to these types of right. that doesn't sound fun. Right. But I'm glad
1: I'm not our compliance officer. But all just
2: keep doing what you're doing keep saving yep. keep yep. Uh, maxing out your contribution if you can
1: uh, control what you can control
2: do what you can do Yep.
1: well stay tuned i appreciate everyone watching and listening make sure you like us and subscribe if you do enjoy what we're doing we enjoy doing it mm-hmm. um, i know we got a lot of fun stuff coming we're going to be pumping these out i know we keep saying that and then our office floods but <laughs> now that we have all of our equipment in our our undisclosed location being, being <laughs> my home it should be pretty easy for us to roll these out so we're gonna be we're gonna be um, pushing them fast and heavy because there's a lot of stuff going on that we want to make sure everyone's aware yes, of we did so. have
2: to walk up 10 flights of stairs to get all this equipment out yep oh yeah but we that did was it.
1: my workout for that, that day. was, uh, that was a good workout. Workout.
0: felt it for a few days yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. oh yeah for sure <laughs> well thanks for being here guys thank you everybody for listening we'll uh we'll see you next time
2: thank you right. see awesome. you
0: If you have any questions for Adam or Janet concerning this topic or anything else, please visit us at our home on the web, assetbuilder.com slash podcast. There you can find their contact information as well as the show notes for every episode.